Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Today we conclude our series of you reading extracts from your books, Colin, My Dear Son, this week. And of course, it's been four weeks really concentrating on the subject of how to listen to God. And uh, really, these these pieces that you've written are really guidelines on how to live our lives as well, aren't they? Well, whatever the Holy Spirit says to us, it's always very, very practical. Um you look at the ministry of Jesus and you see that he had this wonderful relationship with the Father, a wonderful man of prayer. But, of course, he was very practical in the outworking of his love and the way he served others and the way he gave to them and ministered into their lives. And that's what God wants us to be. He wants us to have a good, sound relationship with him whereby we know his love and we are living in the constant assurance that he gives us. But at the same time, he's using us in very practical ways to touch the lives of others all around us with his life, with his love, with his power, with his truth. And the first section we read today is called Be Always Ready. And the scripture, Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Be careful that no one deceives you. Remember that one of the enemy's characteristics is deception. He will try to deceive even those I have chosen for myself. To believers, some areas of deception are easy to detect. People claim to be false Christs or messiahs. There are those who always say the end is about to happen because of wars and catastrophes. Jesus warned that such things are bound to happen, but are only birth pains. There will be times of fear, opposition, and persecution, as there have been throughout the history of the church. These test the spiritual temperature of people's hearts. The cold and lukewarm soon fall away, but those whose hearts are full of love for me and are on fire with my spirit will stand firm. I promise that all who stand firm to the end will be saved. There is coming a time of conflict, turmoil, and great distress. For the sake of my beloved ones, those days will be shortened. Don't listen to those who claim to have a special revelation about when Jesus will come again. Only I determine that, just as I determined when he came for the first time. He will come as suddenly as he left his disciples. There will be many physical phenomena within creation which will accompany his return, not precede it. When he comes again, his glory will be revealed. Don't speculate endlessly about the timing and the means of these events. Live as one who is prepared so that whenever he returns, you will be ready. Don't be like the foolish servants who were not obeying the master when he returned. Those who are found ready when he returns will be put in charge of all his possessions. 
At that time, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Rejoice, my beloved, that you are numbered among those who hear his voice and follow him. Don't live in speculation. Be ready and on the watch. Jesus will come back for you. Treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where does your treasure lie, child? In the bank? In your possessions? Do you find your security in what you have? Or in me? Whatever belongs to this life is corruptible. If the purpose of your life is to acquire worldly possessions, you are to be pitied. For you have not understood the priorities of my kingdom. Store up treasure in heaven where nothing is corruptible. There the enemy cannot steal from you. Beloved, your salvation is assured, for you have put your faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross. But I want you to have the best possible reward as well as the salvation of your soul. And I have made it clear that I reward each person for what he or she has done. This is why I want the work of my kingdom to be the priority in your life. You have resources you can channel into the work of my kingdom. Give where your money will truly be used effectively for my kingdom. If your heart is in the work of my kingdom, that is where you will invest your treasure. A wise man doesn't sow good seed in a desert. The seed would only go to waste. It would produce nothing despite its quality. The money you give is seed. Sow it in good soil where it will be productive and fruitful. Then my kingdom will benefit and you will receive the blessing I promise to those who are faithful in their giving. There will always be those who suggest it is unspiritual to talk about money. If that is true, Jesus would be unspiritual, for he often spoke about money. Those who are afraid of the subject obviously have something to hide. I want you to support by prayer and giving those working for the extension of my kingdom. And I want you to use every opportunity to be involved yourself in this work, even if it requires making sacrifices. You will be amply rewarded. I promise to give back abundantly to those who give to me. Why? Because their giving is an expression of their loving obedience and faith in my word. Yes, beloved, wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Will you speak for me? 
My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. Sometimes I use my authority in judgment. Jesus cleared the temple of those who defiled it with their trade, deception, and fraud. This surprised those who saw it and aroused attitudes of resentment in the religious leaders. Beloved, my temple needs cleansing today. Whenever people speak openly against things that dishonor me in the life of my church, they will be met with similar reactions to those Jesus experienced from ecclesiastical authorities. They will arouse bitter opposition and deep resentment. They will be accused of setting themselves up as judges when they are faithfully declaring my word. My word judges the actions of all my people. It is sharper than a double-edged sword cutting to the division of soul and spirit. I want to revive my church because I love the body of my son. I don't want to judge but to bless. My word will show what is of the spirit, that which I have initiated, and what is soulish, coming from man. Some leaders are concerned more for their own welfare than for my precious ones. They are like the hirelings Jesus spoke of, who flee at the first signs of trouble. They leave the wolf to do its work. It is time to cleanse his body of such leadership. I want leaders who will defend the flock against the ravishes of the enemy, no matter whether his attacks come from without or within. I want leaders who will lead my children to rich pastures and enable them to fulfill the ministries to which I call them. I want to cleanse my church of unbelief, to see a return to faith in my word. I want to cleanse it of worldly practices, money-raising and immorality. And yet... I love my church despite its spots and wrinkles because my church is people and I love people. Because his body consists of individuals, the cleansing has to be done in each member. The whole cannot be cleansed unless each individual is cleansed. I don't want professionals. I want disciples. I don't want religious people, but followers of the way. I don't want tea parties. I want evangelism. I don't want money raising. I want faithful giving. Who will speak for me? Who will speak out against things that defile the temple? Will you, beloved? You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.
If you'd like a copy of My Dear Son used by Colin in today's programme, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash resource centre.